Welcome into another episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Looking forward to talking to you today about all the things that we have going on. We got a bunch of stuff going on with the High Cotton Club as golf season is here. We're in full swing, baby. Yeah, super excited to talk about being at the peak of all events with the Classic, the Extinction coming up, um, then the Retreat and the Vinny. And so many other things going on in the High Cotton Club and the Classic right now. If you're not a part of it, we don't understand why you're not yet. Yeah, make sure you hashtag get involved with us. Reach out to us at the High Cotton Club on Instagram. If you haven't, send us an email at highcottoncattle at gmail.com. Get involved. We got a great group of guys. We're getting close to that 75 number that we need to uh, order the next round of Roost member gifts. So very much looking forward to that and getting everybody hashtag dialed in so thank you so much for listening to today's episode as always presented by the fine folks at golf rx tanner you just went there yesterday for your weekly check-in how'd that go weekly stop in with the boys at golf rx in mount juliet uh working on a couple of uh things tools that i can add to the repertoire if you will and so uh can always rely on seth grissom ryan smith to keep me dialed in there at golf rx in mount juliet Yes, sir. So looking forward to having them back on the podcast soon and checking in with them um, personally. So looking forward to all the things that we have going on and today's episode especially. So as always, please enjoy this episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Run that intro. Rich, some guys like it quiet. Some guys like it loud. This is... Yeah, the gator needs to look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Now that he has to play the shot, test anyone. Those two, it's a great story. Welcome into episode nine of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, presented by Golf RX in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. I'm your co-host Tanner Sandell. I'm Connor Hendrickson. Coming to you from Castilian Springs, Tennessee. A beautiful day in Tennessee. We finally have great weather here in the Mid-South. And it's golf season in full swing. And it's in full swing here with the High Cotton Club. And we can't wait to talk about it today. I know at the end of the week, you're probably thinking about ways to get out of the office and onto uh, the golf course. And so uh, if you're one of those guys, uh, I hope that it's in your favor. You're able to knock that out and uh, play a little bit of golf. But uh, we're excited to bring this podcast to y'all today. Yeah, a bunch of guys in the Discord talking about Fridays. Seem like Fridays are going to be a thing from now on. Kind of what we had talked about originally with what we wanted jackpots to be. Seems like that's about to come to fruition and can't wait to see that happen. Yeah, I tell you what, as the Classic is winding down for me, there's a lot of the Classic left, but for me, 
it's winding down. Uh, not playing in many more events this year, uh, this calendar year for our event schedule. Uh, even though I'm playing the extension, which I'm excited about, we'll get into later. Uh, but not being able to play any of those. So official events are done for me for the year. However, uh, some of these Friday jackpots could really spring some life back into my participation with the High Cotton Club, and and that's what I'm excited for. And I think that's what it was designed to do, right? Listen. For sure. But you mentioned the extinction. Before we get into that, a couple housekeeping items. I know that a bunch of people ordered through Levelware. If you ordered through Levelware, um, it is on the way. I got the shipping confirmation um, this morning. It's Mine should be here on Monday. Um, if you haven't received that, check your um, spam or I think Casey, um, shout out Chick-fil-A, said that hers was in like promotions, something like that. So um, just check your emails. What I did was just search Levelware and it popped up for me. So um, on that front, we're dialed in, should be coming soon. With other merchandise, please be patient with Dome and their hats. Um, I'll say that again. It'll be worth the wait. It'll, It'll be, be worth, worth the wait. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, shout out High Cotton. Um, Tanner knows what I'm talking about, and soon you all will too. So um, gloves, hats that we talked about last week, still coming just worked this past week to get stuff in, dialed in with the extinction that we're about to talk about with the High Cotton Classic with Alabama and Kentucky um, and our upcoming events that we will also get into, the retreat at Henry Horton and something that we're going to put on down at the Vinny. So um, do you have you have something that you have kind of coming up, PGA Championship coming up next yep. week. Some guys have been talking about the restivation right uh, out yep. at southern hills yeah and with the high cotton club we got the high cotton sports book and the masters pool or not the masters pool the, the majors, majors pool, pool. Yeah. yeah uh and uh if you've been following along with us in discord and the sports book in discord uh we have the major we have the major pool going on right now uh our third event that we're participating in the second major of the year but our third pr- third event is the PGA Championship. A couple of housekeeping things here. So first of all, um, if you weren't locked in on the total majors pool uh, at the at the, at the start of the Masters, uh, you will not be eligible for the total for the rest of the year. You can do the individual events, but on the total front, you will not be eligible for those individuals that were locked in. Uh, shout out to uh, D-Ball for taking care of uh, the current running total list um, or standings, uh, but that that group that was locked in in the Masters is who's going to be on our total. Uh, however, you can still participate in the individual event with your ten dollars. Make sure you're getting your ten dollars in before you place your picks. Uh, link should still be out there, but I'll go ahead and drop it in Discord either this afternoon or tomorrow. Um, Clay Doty gave me a shout out there, so I appreciate that, Clay. Uh, but I'll get that dropped soon. Just wanted to make sure that we understood where we stood in the in the kind of two competitions inside the majors pool that we had going on, and also wanted to clean up the the whole payment for the individual events. Uh, situation, but I think that's all I have for sportsbook. If it's anything like the first two, uh, obviously looking forward to this one again. Interested in seeing some of those picks that come in, like we went over in the Masters. How as the season has gone on and different players are performing differently, it'll be interesting to see what the picks look like compared to last time. Already, we know that there's going to be some Tiger picks, yeah. right? For whatever you know, kind of group bracket he's in um but who who are your kind of 
favorites going in? You know, I, f- I figured the the question had to come. So, you know, I, I you know. Billy Horschel, of course. I, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This guy. No, seriously. But I'm going to sound like a broken record because I am loyal. I'm waiting on him to come out of his shell. Come on, JT. Get hot. One time for me. Get hot for me, JT. I'm going to pick you. Just get hot. That's all I need you to do. I didn't want to talk about it, but since you mentioned JT, did you see his live comments? I did not see his live he comments. Said, if you want to go, go. Maybe he's just tired of the tomfoolery. Yeah, just like if, like, if you want to go, stop talking. Forget about what it, you. Just yeah, go. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I love it. Yeah, why? Yeah, it, it's direct. Yeah, it's he's tired of hearing about it. Like he talked about on his interview um, that he did with Solly, you know, right after the Ryder Cup, like. He's kind of already acknowledged, like, PGA Tour is the top competitive level. He's already made enough money. I'm sure he wants to make more money, but he basically alluded to the fact that he's going to be okay financially. At this point, it's about winning when it matters. And I feel like a dog's going to be a dog. You know a dog's got to be a dog. But if a dog's going to be a dog, it's got to bark in the PGA Tour right now, I feel like, period. Yeah, it's it's JT's time, especially in a major, to either sh- kind of show up or shut up, I guess. Um, I mean, he's not quite on the alert that... Who did Big Randy put on alert? I mean, Ricky's on alert. Yeah, uh, yeah. Xander Shoffley is the new yeah. one that's on alert. Yeah, though. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we could watch. see some surprises, too. I mean, like, Morikawa has kind of been up and down, but you could see him break out. Rom got a win here recently in a small tournament. Um, you know, I was listening back to the NLU pod on that and talking about that's not an event that you typically see the big names play. But Rom went out, played it. He won it. He played some good golf. Do you feel like that's a move for him to get his mojo back? Or wh- what do you feel about? I mean, I don't even remember the event, so I feel like I can't even give that big of an opinion on this. But if it's a low-lying fruit event um, and it's not too difficult, I think it was the Mexico one. Uh, is is what we're talking about. I think it's the Mexico Open is yeah, what it was. I, I think that's him having a Latin heritage, just going to the Mexico Open. Okay. I don't think that's necessarily him picking a lot. Like getting a notch under his belt. Yeah, I don't think. I think that that's more of a sentimental like move, probably. Um, and obviously, I'm just speculating, all okay. speculation. Okay. But I think that's probably more of that move than like thinking about his golf game and where it's going to take him for the rest of the season. Um, I think you know. He's got a wife and a baby, so he has so much perspective mm-hmm. that you know he might be thinking yeah. kind of big, big scale. Yeah, I, I still expect a pretty good week out of Scotty Scheffler. I mean, let's see if he's able to continue what he's what he's been able to do so far this season. Uh, and I don't think we're done hearing about Cam either. So uh, I, I think I've the same way. I'm pretty loyal to JT. I think I'm gonna kind of be riding the Cam. I don't know if it's a bandwagon, but I, I would like to see Cam do well. So I'm, I'm probably going to keep singing that one for a little bit too. Well, before we get into the extinction, I'll just say one more thing. Max Homa just won a golf tournament, so watch out. I mean, he's playing good golf, and he he has the ability to hit every single shot that anybody else does. So yeah. can he do it for four days? We will see. Yeah, if you go back and look at my players and masters picks, somewhere down in those tiers, I, I I have taken him consistently as well. So, of course, I'd love to see that. So, you mentioned earlier that you're going to be able to make it, clear the schedule for the extinction at Park Mammoth. We talked extensively in the last kind of couple episodes. I know that you and Austin mentioned it. And then last week, we talked extensively about Park Mammoth and how highly I think of the golf course and 
how excited I am to get everybody out there. Fulfilled now, we're at 32. You got in, you got the, the thumbs up. We're gonna be playing um, round robin match play, three matches within, six whole matches within your group, group by handicap. You're kind of putting your head down because- I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing because I said it before we got on here, but I'm looking at the competitor list and I'm like, all right, if it's going to be by similar handicaps and I'm paying attention to handicaps, I'm like, oh, well, I'm in a field in the classic right now with all guys in the exact same handicap. And who else has a handicap around there? Oh, yeah, Stu. So in a four-man group, and I'm looking at probably p- playing a bunch of guys that have already played. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a blast. Can't wait. Hey, um, brother the green, luck of the draw. It is what it is. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait to see the golf course um, with all 32 of us out there. Secured a derby option, which I'm very excited about. So it's an extra $25. What we're going to do is um, whoever opts in, hopefully all 32 can opt in, but I understand it's you know an extra commitment to if you have one of those early tee times, kind of stick around and then play golf, You know, an extra hour of golf. So we're going to split the field that can stay for the derby in half, like we always do for high cotton stuff, A, by, A pod, B pod by handicaps. We'll randomly draw teams. We'll have those posted with tee times. And very excited to see that derby um, play. I, somebody was asking me, I mentioned that I had the kind of routing for that derby pinned up. Um, we're a little limited because there will be people on the golf course. It's not like we have the golf course shut down. Mm. But I can say that it won't be a hole that you've played before. It will be a little different. It may be on the same hole, but it will be different. Okay, having not played the golf course at all, um, I think that's going to be. I think it's going to be a blast. Um, with with that event coming up, you know, I, I think the main motivator that I had to to not miss the event was I, I didn't want to miss out on the pick. I think the pick's going to be epic. Yeah, 30, yeah. 32 sickos yeah. out there, right and. <laughs> Um, there's going to be some awesome merchandise, gifts coming with it. I know that you got a sneak peek, and uh, you mentioned how much you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm just excited. Well, okay, yes, let me say that. I did get a sneak peek of one of the gifts for this event specifically, and let me just go ahead and tell you guys, some of you that pay attention uh, in the swag thread of Discord or merch thread in Discord, uh, this is going to be an everyday item for me. I feel like so it, it will be. It'll be a very. It will get added to the rotation immediately. Um, but uh, I, I kind of lost my train of thought on talking about the event there. But it's going to be a good time. Um, super excited about having that deep field. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I'm excited for my first big roost event. That's not in crappy, cold, windy bundled up conditions that's what i'm excited about i mean yeah it's our largest one day event yet we're gonna have it's the first time that we're gonna have 32 guys together and we did we limited the field size to 32 Um, i'm glad that we did in retrospect really looking forward to having 32 guys out there we do have an alternate list that is now just about wide resolved yeah so um if you want to sign up just um, reach out to us. We can get you dialed in. We can get you signed up. Send us a message at on the High Cotton Club Instagram. Send us an email at highcottoncattle at gmail.com. We will get you taken care of, squared away. Um, right now we have 32. We would like to get a few more alternates because things happen. Still waiting to hear back from some folks. So hopefully we don't have people, more people drop, but things happen. Um, Want to be prepared to still have a full field. 
So the deadline for this event is uh, the deadline for signups and payment is going to be Monday. That's what I sent out in the email this morning. There was some information sent out. Um, we're going to have food, gifts, like I said, and it's just going to be a great time. So the Extinction at Park Mammoth, can't wait to get up there. Our next event, signups open today. They will open tonight. The retreat at Henry Horton, just waiting on a phone call back from Henry Horton to dial in a couple last second details um, on that. And then we'll be dialed in and ready to go. So the retreat at Henry Horton, that's going to be a Stableford, net Stableford. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be our last regular season event of our inaugural season. Can you even believe that? That's that's hard to even fathom at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and outside of the classic and having some, and I'm going to go back to the weather thing again, but outside of the classic and having some good weather there, I can't believe that we're that close to the end of the season and not that many warm events under our belts yet. I think jackpots are really going to help uh, pick up the energy on that front. And of course the classic and how much we have left with the classic is going to do that. But uh, crazy to think about, you have obviously the last couple of events and then, and then gearing up for the showdown, which uh, that's going to be all hands on deck. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. I feel like it's going to be a knockdown drag out. It's going to be a day to, to show up and play or don't come, I feel like. like I feel like if you don't feel like you have your stuff, it's one of those like talking about film room, my boy Austin Gervais, uh, no free shout outs, um, when he was on the pod, was talking about his, his favorite series is um, the film room. And I was watching a film room, you know, where Solly was trying to qualify for the U.S. Open and Justin Hubert was talking about like there's been a couple of those that he's played in and like four or five holes in, like he knew he wasn't getting there and he just shut it down. Like, I feel like at some point, of course, you know, finish the event, but there's going to be a couple guys that the event's going to be past them really quickly and they're going to be out of it as quickly as they got into it. So buckle up fellas. It's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy one out there at the, at legacy national. It's going to be really exciting because of the format, you know, net stroke play qualifying for the Derby. Really a whole lot of dirty action. That's what we love, getting everybody out there at the same time, apply some pressure, get get some chirping going on. That's what we love. That's the High Cotton Club vibe right there. Um, so looking forward to that. But, yeah, I think really everybody's going to have a chance coming into the day, but it could happen very quickly where people kind of eliminate themselves like you're talking about, and they start drinking some beers, getting dialed in to root on their folks in the Derby. For the Derby, we are going to – caddies are going to be mandatory. So if you don't qualify for the Derby, you got to pick somebody up to, to carry your bag. Um, and so if you don't qualify, stick around. You need to be there. Somebody may pick you up, and you may be an integral part of them making it to the regional team for the Roost. It's going to be really exciting so, out at the Legacy. So go into that a little bit more for some of those that aren't totally familiar. What gets you into the Derby at the showdown? Okay, so we're going to take the top eight net stroke play qualifying top eight okay so essentially after the initial 18 your championship flight yeah if, if you will yep. okay yep. with handicaps so everybody's got a chance everybody's got a chance old jay mims comes up from alabama goes dumb low again shoots uh 82 with a 17 handicap and then heads into the derby i mean you know what what can you expect but it's going to be really exciting. <laughs> it's a net 65. Yeah, I think that is what he shot down at the Yellowhammer. <laughs> um, so excited to have um, 
the Yellowhammer champs coming back up for the extinction at Park Mammoth. We're going to have a little trophy ceremony up there, so that's going to be cool. But um, God, lots... What a day we're going to have in Park City, Kentucky. Yes. Um, some guys Jeez. are going to get there early and tailgate for um, their EPL soccer game. I'm not a soccer guy, so I don't know a whole lot about that, but apparently it's a big deal, right? English Premier League. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Put that together, but I don't know anything past that. <laughs> I'm now. All right, so um, the Vinny, we're going to be doing an event on 6-9. That's June 9th. We're going to be playing a par 3 course on 6-9, 3-6-9. Don't know what we're going to call it yet, but um, that's that's going to be the event. I'm still dialing in details, so stay tuned. Sign-ups will be opening as soon as I get an email back from the Vinny. You can call it Get Low. <laughs> um, three six nine. <laughs> you know Pat. He's he has some killer names in the works. Um, creative killer over there. So um, we'll see what comes out of that. We're gonna take a quick break from our episode to talk to you about our presenting sponsors, Golf RX at Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Seth and Seth Grissom and Ryan Smith are the best in the business, located at 11972 Lebanon Road, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, 37122. You can contact them at 615-288-4539. I made my weekly stop with them this week. Got to spend a little time with Seth, working on a little uh, right-to-left swing for a three-wood to add to the bag. So I'm traditionally a left-to-right guy, uh, but working on adding a little, uh, just a little tight little draw uh, with the three woods, so lessons, repairs, custom fittings, grips, any of those things. Uh, I even got dialed in with new golf balls last week. Uh, Seth and Ryan can take good care of you guys. Make sure you stop in to see them or make an appointment with them. They are open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. And uh, make sure you stop in and see the guys at Golf RX in Mountain Juliet, Tennessee. Back to the episode. Moving forward to the big dog. The High Cotton Classic. We have so much going on in the High Cotton Classic. Yesterday was a heck of a day. We're recording on Thursday. Wednesday, today is the final day of, of Stage 2. We had a couple matches get extensions. But yesterday, we had four matches going down. My goodness. We had three at Two Rivers alone, two together, and one just a couple groups behind them. Um, it was Vince Gallagher and George Bud Falk. A lot of talk about Vince coming into this edition, right? Upset alert. And Bud comes out, beats him four and three, and just takes his name. Hold on. So I'm pulling up. I, I need to see this match. Oh, it's not even on live scoring. No, Guys. No, no, there's no live scoring for this one. <sighs> um, just got the text update that he lost four and three from Vince. So congratulations to Bud on the win there. Heck of a win. Um, Two Rivers, tricky little golf course. Alex and Byron, they played in the same group. They took it through 22 holes. Byron taking it deep in the playoff again. No, you're not. We're we're not going to see any details there. But Alex winning one up through 22 holes over Byron. Just a heck of a match. Um, obviously, wish that we could see a little bit more. But a couple close handicaps there. And now we'll get into points here in a second. But Alex leading his group, leading Casey's hitters. Heading into the final match against Stu. My goodness, we have a heck of a match brewing between John Stewart, Mr. 64, and the newcomer, Alex Munoz, aka Alex Pebble. 
coming in. I can't wait to see what happens here. I think the big question there is, Alex, where are you taking John Stew in this match? So they requested Gaylord to be approved for this match. I said no. Um, Gaylord is not on the approved courses list. Okay. If we can avoid Gaylord, we should at all costs. Um, Gaylord should not be an option. It's not on the approved course list for a reason. So we're not going to take a match with this type of significance to that venue. Go ahead and go back to uh, Park Mammoth. Would love to see that. Would love to see that happen, obviously. Um, I mean, outside of the extinction, I feel like it's going to be a neutral site. Yeah, I tried to. We can get to my situation here in a minute. Mention that to Dan, but um, I don't. He's definitely not taking me at Legacy. He said that. Alex said he's not taking John at Legacy. Um, I understand not taking Stu at Legacy. He lives at the golf course, but I haven't played there since January. So that's, you know, that's bad info to, to not take me at Legacy. That's just a, a good track for match play. Cue Rick Ross hustling in the background of this man's statement. Come on. We know. We know. It's like riding a bike for the boy. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a good <laughs> golf course for match play, and it's convenient to the house. You know, I can get there, get home in time to feed the horses and feed the dogs, uh, clean the litter box for the kitty cat. All right, so moving on, um, we had John, Josh Appleton and Jay Roten play yesterday. Yep, but Josh, he, he texted me some updates, had a heck of a match. Let's see, let me get that pulled up real quick. Jay was just dropping birdies out of nowhere. Jay birdied the first three holes in a row. hey man apple i'm sorry dude (laughs) i know that feeling that sucks so um yeah he made three in a row appleton was two down through three because he popped on three he parred with a pop to to square um so um he made four birdies through seven and appleton was still only two down um and he got it back to all square through going into ten so Appleton just scratching, clawing, fighting in this match. And that's that's the dog that Josh Appleton is. Yeah, you love to see it. All right, so um, Roten wins 10 and 11. Appleton goes to two down. And then he makes another birdie to get to three under on his scorecard. And eventually Appleton just, you know, a lot of firepower out there. He loses on 18, one down. He had mm. Jay Roten has six birdies on the day to beat him. So Josh Appleton played great, played, hey. played his heart out. He just got beat by better golf, and I mean, sometimes that happens. It, it, it just goes back to putting yourself in position to win the match. I feel like just hearing that, we're, we're talking about one less birdie probably from Jay and Appleton's in it. So, uh, you know, sounds like an awesome match. Shout out to both of you guys. Uh, congratulations to Jay Appleton. Sounds like a tough one. I hope you're able to bounce back, buddy. Yeah, last and then last week we had mentioned in the pod that Stu and Joshua Tyler were about to play. Stu took that match to 18 with Joshua Tyler, but ended up winning one up at Kenny Perry's. Um, said that they had a big time that day, so appreciate them getting that match in. Before the weather came, we were looking forward to Beers and Sergio playing um, that next day, that Friday of last week. The weather that we were supposed to play in a tournament together pushed us back. So they ended up playing yesterday. They were the fourth match that happened yesterday on this Wednesday that we're recording the podcast on Thursday. Um, but they played at the the Lakes. No, the the Lakes. They right? played Lakes. Yeah, yeah, they played the Lakes played at, Fair, at Fairview. 
um, or at Tennessee Grasslands, excuse me, formerly Fairview Plan Plantation. We were really looking forward to this match. I know you had some special interest in this match, being at your group um, and being kind of a local guy playing that golf course a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, not really interest in it because <laughs> this is this is their this is their bracket. I'm just a part of it, but uh, yeah, I was interested to see uh, how it played out with just the two golfers and having played with both of them. Um, I I don't know if anything cr too crazy can really happen in this group now. Um, I think to make things interesting, it would require uh, a Matt Vassal victory over Beers and then me getting blown out by Sercio. And of course, I don't want to see that. So um, I'd like to consider our group said and done. But uh, Sercio, sorry about that. But, um, you know, pretty interesting. It looks like, as we talked about before, um, Beers kind of came out pretty quickly and took a lead. He went one up, two up, one up, and then they were all square for a little while. And then I don't think it was ever back to all square again. Uh, it sounds like that, it looks like, again, Sercio was doing everything he could to stay in the match and stay around. Uh, at one point, he got to uh, three down uh, on the back nine and got it all the way back to just one down. And it looks like he lost um, on 18 there. Uh, actually, I apologize, Sercio. Uh, you did get it back to all square down there on 16. So he went back to all square on 16, loses 17, and then I'm assuming he also lost 18 to lose on 18 there, two down. But looks like another heck of a match, and, uh, you know, that's that's great. So here's the standings from that group. Um, I can humbly give those, having taken part in that group. So we've got Mr. Jacob Beers leading with six and a half. Sercio in second with five, Vassal in third with four, and then Tanner Sandell in fourth with two and a half. Um, super excited about that group. And uh, yeah, so we got some other updates here. Solly's hitters, Seth Grissom with seven, Logan Doris with six and a half, Devro with two and a half, and Key with two there. So Logan and Seth playing in that final match, that one's going to be obviously a decision maker. Whoever wins that match will move on. Um, trying to do some quick math here. Does Beers have this locked up? I mean, I know this isn't going to be great radio, and I might have to double-check my math here on these points, but um, Vassal, let's see. Sercio has to beat you by – I mean, Sercio's the only one who has a chance, right? Vassal's out of it. Sercio has well, a chance. What if, what if Vassal is 1-1, one and, one, and what if he wins on 16, and that gives him 3.5? then he'll have seven and a half and beers will only get one at that point. So it'll be seven and a half to seven and a half. If Vassal beats beers in dramatic fashion, but then you also consider if Sercio pounds me, he's getting three and a half. So that gives him eight and a half. So Sercio. Okay. So, so Sercio has to beat the, that's what I was saying. So here. I want to okay. consider this one because in order for this You're to be interesting, that's I'm the disruptor, right? The only thing, so obviously I, I won't be able to get Sercio to agree to somewhere, you know, that I'm a little more biased to just because it does matter for him. It doesn't matter to me, so I'm liable to go out there and just take some risks and, and have a blast. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's, I cannot wait to see. I mean, we've been talking about it ever since the groups have been revealed, but I can't wait to see who comes out of this one. Um, whoever comes out of this one has a great chance to move all the way to be the champion of this third edition of the High Cotton Classic. 
Um, so moving over to, we mentioned Casey's hitters. Alex Munoz with six and a half. John Stewart with six. Byron Barnett with three. Joshua Tyler with two. Whoever wins between Alex Munoz and John Stewart will advance in this one. Um, I'm not great at math, but I'm pretty confident in saying it this time. It's going to be a great, um, great match between those two. Can't wait to see. Um, in Neil's hitters, Jacob Bibb and Dylan Doris had a little bit of a scheduling conflict, so they're going to be playing tomorrow. Um, I believe it's tomorrow. A little late, one day, it's okay. They've already reached out to their next guys to make sure that it's not going to impact the third round, so we'll be dialed in there. Um, but um, whoever wins that one will have a chance, you know, if they win in dramatic enough fashion, to disrupt between Will Borthick at 6.5 and, and Austin Gervais at 4.5. Um, Austin, you know, we mentioned – Vassal has a chance at four. Austin has to have a chance at four and a half. Yeah, I mean, it takes a loss on Borthick's end, and it takes a big win on Austin Gervais's end, but that's that's the beauty of, of this event is it just takes one match. That's it. It takes the last match, do or die. Um, you know, for those of you that have anything on the line, I, I feel like whatever amount of prep – dialing in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that needs to transpire for this. If you're taking it seriously, if you're apathetic and you're not taking it seriously, tune me out for a minute. We're probably not, we probably don't get along anyways. So, um, you know, but get dialed in for this, go all out. Um, man, we have some, this field of eight could get dicey after this. It could get, it could get a little wild. I mean, so looking at, we got DJ's hitters, Jay Roten leading. Uh, I don't know if it's super comfy right now, but six and a half, Appleton at five, Peyton Falk at four and a half. I think three guys are still in that. I think three guys are still in striking distance in that one. Kling's there with two. Uh, going down to Big Randy's, obviously we heard about the upset there yesterday. Uh, Hunter Clary leading with a comfy seven. Vince and Bud Falk tied with four and a half each, and then West Stamey with two. The four and a halfs I don't think are out of it either. I mean, you know, it, it's again, it's a big if scenario, but that's what scenarios are. But you're in striking distance with a, with a big victory of, of overcoming seven. Yeah, looking at DJ's hitters, um, I mean – if Appleton takes care of business against, I mean, Appleton has to take care of business to have a chance to win. If Peyton beats Roten, Peyton has to beat Roten to make this thing interesting. You know, yeah. if Roten wins, it's it's over with. And then Big Randy's hitters, um, if Hunter wins, it's over. But if Vince beats Hunter, it's it can get really interesting really quick. He's got to beat him in dramatic fashion, but it can get interesting quickly. And then Bud, if he goes out. Again, if Hunter wins, it's over. But if Vince went beats, my goodness, starting this bracket. Dude, here, here's yes, the other thing. That's if what they I was about to say. win before 16 that's and what I was about to say. Larry loses. Then Bud Falk will advance out of this group. Because of the head-to-head. Because of the head-to-head. Oh, my gosh. The drama ensues, folks. Seriously. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up. This is too good. All right, so moving over across the bracket to my group, Cody's Hitters. Shout out Cody McBride. Sarge. I've been fighting for you, big dog. I've Sarge. Been, I've been grinding for you, I promise. Not practice-wise, but when we get out on the golf course, I'm there. Um, first match, you know, I kind of – I didn't show up my usual mentality. I just kind of went and played golf. This match against Ricky, you had me gassed up. Everybody was doubting me. Um, 
I was hungry. And so I went in there with the right mentality. Gooch was there bringing the vibes. And uh, I went there with, with the mindset to take care of business and was happy to do so. Um, so now me and Dan are sitting at the top of the group at six and a half each. Um, whoever wins between me and him wins the bracket or wins the group and moves on to the bracket. So he and I are in debates about golf course right now. He won't take me at the legacy. Um, he's got some bad information there saying not to take me there, whatever. Um, it's okay. Just don't play him at Foxland. I'm not playing him at either grasslands course. Um, so we'll see. Let's get a neutral um, we, site. Shout out anybody with uh, bluegrass ties or any place like that. Let's get a neutral site. Make it tough on the boys. I would, I would entertain bluegrass. We talked about Hermitage, but but um, tea time seemed to be a difficulty. Um, obviously, I think Park Mammoth is just a fantastic match play golf course. Um, I don't. I still don't think I've played it enough to really have a whole lot of like. Um, I don't know how you say advantage, but we'll see. We'll see where we settle on. We take another quick break from today's episode to talk to you about the fine folks over at the Rudder at Anchor High Marina in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Located at 126 River Road, you can give them a shout at 615-348-0129. That's 615-348-0129. Just a fantastic operation over on um, at Old Hickory Lake. Whether you're looking for just lunch, dinner, some drinks, they have the vibe that you're looking for. Um, family, friends, whoever you're wanting to go di- have dinner with, this is the spot that you want to go to. Um, open six days a week um, for lunch, Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. Happy hour, Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 6 p.m. Seating's first come, first serve. And it gets busy on the weekends because it's a great place. So make sure you get out there early. Um, see the fine folks, the Patton family. They do a great job of taking care of everybody. They've taken care of us with the High Cotton Club, and we couldn't appreciate their partnership any more than we already do. So make sure you go check them out and tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. Back to the episode. Then we get to Ben's hitters. Um, still, Sam and Jordan Gooch had to take a little bit of a, a extension, so we don't really know where this group's going to shake out yet. But Patrick Patton, Drew Floyd beat him. We talked about that last week. Um, going to be interesting to see where this shakes out. Gooch, Gooch could make this thing really, really interesting, but either way, it it's going to have a chance when Pat and, and uh, Sam play. So looking at these two scenarios, if Gooch comes out and wins before 16, he's going to have four and a half. Roten will also have four and a half with Patton at five and Drew Floyd at four, and everybody's still a third match to play. That's if Gooch comes out and wins on 16. How yep. crazy is that? But if, if he doesn't, we're looking at, you know, Pat can still make a – you know, a play at him, but I don't know if it'll be enough to catch uh, Sam if Sam wins uh, pretty handily against uh, Gooch there. Let's see. Pat, uh, Sam would go to seven. Pat would, uh, if he, if Pat beats Sam on 16, he would go to eight and a half. He could go to seven or six and a half. Hmm? He could go to six and a half. Pat's already played. No. Oh, you're talking about Sam. Sam. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah he, he could, could go, go to six and a half. half. He could yeah, go to yeah, six yeah. and a half or seven. Six yep. and a half keeps it within striking distance. I feel like even seven does, doesn't it? Because, yeah, probably. Because Pat can five. Pat three. can go win three and a half, get to eight and a half. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah so, so it's not over. So it's, it's not over. Pat. It's far from I played over. With, I played with Pat the other day, and uh, aside from, <clears throat> sorry about that. Aside from a hole here and there, uh, he he was he played some pretty good golf the other day. So uh, looking forward to looking forward to seeing how that one shakes out. Like you said, you couldn't really draw better storylines than we have brewing with this third stage of group play. Um, let's go ahead and run through real quick. I want to hear who you have advancing out of each group. We're gonna run through it. Casey's hitters. Who I you knew, got? I knew you were gonna do that. Uh, Stu. All right, I got Stu too. Um, Neil's hitters. Borthing. I have to agree there. DJ's hitters. Ooh, I'll, I'll say Roten. I'm I like Peyton. Peyton is really good. Peyton's a dog. Roten has wanted this, and I think he's gonna be ready to play. All right. So, um, you know, I feel like on game day and sometimes they, they don't make honest picks. I think they go for storyline sometimes. I'm going to make a, I'm going to do a half storyline, half honest pick here. I'm going to go with Appleton. I, 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 I like to. Appleton. Appleton's my boy. We've been partners. We qualified together. Let's go Appleton. Listen to this. Use that as your motivation. Uh, I'm picking Appleton. I wanted to pick Appleton, but it's just, Roten is in the driver's seat, and uh, Roten has not proven any reason to doubt him yet. And so, until he does, I'm a, I mean, the Roten boys are uh, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. All right, big Randy sitters. Oh, uh, just from purely being in the driver's seat right now, I'm gonna have to take Clary. I I see this one. Um, Stu asked. In the Q and A, we'll go ahead and talk about it. About the potential, there's a potential three way tie in this in this group. Um, so, with that being said, uh, I think Vince goes out and beats Hunter, just because of the way that this last match happened. I don't think he beats him before 16, is which is what he would have to do, right? So, I think Hunter moves on. Okay, fair. All right, um, Tron Sitters, your your group. Uh, I mean, we talked about him before. He's as predictable as they come. I gotta take beers. Yeah, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, again, another victory on a golf course that he hadn't seen. So shout out Jacob Beers, Solly Sitters, Seth versus Logan to move on. Seth. Yeah, Logan getting some strokes here. Um, Seth has really just shown no reason to doubt him. Logan could absolutely go out and win this match. He could go play really good golf and go win this match. Seth's going to go play really good golf and win this match. Ooh. So, Or like going to go play really good golf and put yeah. himself in a position to win this match. So I'll just put my money on um, Seth. Yeah, but Logan, do, Logan could do it. Uh, we, we've already fallen into this trap and done the what-ifs. Uh, Seth, I know you're going to listen to this. I know you're waiting patiently for it. Um, I'm in your corner, buddy. Yeah, I, I think Seth. Um, really kind of proving that the handicap differential doesn't mean as much to him as we all kind of speculated that it might. So he could go out and just be an absolute force to be reckoned with throughout the entire third edition. We'll see. My group, I will not – I mean, I'll say I'm going to go win because I, I obviously have to have that mentality. So I'll say that I move on, but I'll let you speak candidly. Uh, I mean – 
If if I was just in the mood to fire you up, I could take a different one. But I mean, dogs got to eat. Yeah, I'm. Um, we'll see where we go play golf. But we didn't really. We don't have to talk about my match against Ricky. But on thirteen or fourteen, I found something. So hopefully that that continues. And if it does, um, I'll look forward to some really good golf in my future. After honestly, I have not been playing good golf. I've I've played some really really bad golf recently. And um, I I I caught the s words on hitting balls before. The match against Ricky, I caught the S words, and then when the match started, it was just like put it out of my mind. Got to right go get the ball it. in the hole, and and eventually I found something that hopefully I can can continue with. All right, anyways, Ben's hitters, Patrick Patton. As much as I want to, as much as like my heart wants to, honestly, yeah, I'm gonna take Pat. I'm going to take Pat, too. I just... Listen, Sam is a great, great golfer. There's no doubt about it. I feel like Pat really wants this. I was texting him after he lost it to Drew, and I think he thought he was eliminated. I think I thought he was eliminated. And so now, if he has a chance to to advance, I see him coming out just all guns firing. Patrick Patton. All right, so... We will see. We'll we'll play these back at the end of the third um, stage and see how wrong we were. But until then, um, can't wait to see how all these matches shake out. Moving forward, we got some questions from the Instagram and from our members. Um, Clay asked if I had, um, and I, excuse me, Clay asked if we had any updates or thoughts on the bragging rights series, and we do have a little bit of an update. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to take a postponement. We're gonna have to delay. The recording of bragging rights the series the inaugural episode we have a little bit of a scheduling conflict um you know yeah it's I, wedding season yeah i mean i thought that people had weddings on saturdays uh, i've kind of always assumed that that's when that was apparently now venues are giving discounts on Fridays and Sundays that are making it cheaper to get married on those dates. And so I've got a wedding that I'm in on that Friday this entire time. I've thought that it was a Saturday. So June the 3rd, Clay, to answer uh, your your questions here, uh, June the 3rd is not going to work. So we've got we've to push it back out to dial it up a little bit. Which is fine. I still have no right-handed gear. So we'll figure that out. We'll figure out a new date and get that dialed in soon. Um Let's see, Gooch asked if I had a favorite hole at Park Mammoth yet, and if so, which and why. I think that I'm still, I still like number one. It's just such like a great, I like a a golf course that gives you a a nice, firm handshake. Just like welcome, you know, and that's exactly what that hole does. You don't have to hit a great drive to make par, but good luck making birdie because that green is tough. It's an elevated green you know, coming into it. So you have a wedge. I've had a lot of wedges coming in. I've also had some mid to longer irons after some poor drives, but usually a wedge in hand. And really you have to play kind of towards the front part of that green to get it to stay on the green because it's a little firm, just the way that everything's working around that green complex. But it's still sustainable. It's still, you know, just like welcome to the golf course. And then you're straight into number two. I could go through the whole 18 again and talk about it. I just There's so many good holes, but I'm going to maintain that one. Just It's a great way to start the day. 
All right. Uh, let's see. We had a question from the Colorado Roost, the Herb Rollers, getting involved. Appreciate them. Who is the net menace of the High Cotton Club? We have several net menaces. We were just talking about Jay Roten. He's not in the club. He's just in the classic. If he gets in the club, um, you know, if he wins the classic or something and and moves on to represent the roost, joins and all that, he's a menace. No doubt about that. He's playing at like a five or six in the classic, <laughs> and he made, what, seven birdies, six birdies yesterday, seven birdies? I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, I think in every sense of the word, uh, it's got to be him. I think, uh, you know, Stu speaks highly of Borthick and his way around a match, and he knows his way around a match. You got to believe he could be a little bit of a net menace and coming out and playing some good match play events. I'll say uh, Stu. Stu could be a good net menace. Um, you know, and I want to, I, I kind of want to put my boy Patton back in there as well. Um, what is Patton playing out of four? Yeah, he's actually like a full five. He's probably a to full, five, I four think. or five, but within striking distance. So we were talking about his Scotland trip the other day, but. Uh, he opened up the trip, uh, you know, with three consecutive rounds in the 70s out there. Uh, that's pretty awesome. He was in the 70s at the old course. Yeah, it's a menace to me. And I'm looking down at our roster right now. Appleton, I would put him as a net menace. Um, looking at some more names. Um, honestly, you know, Devin's really good for his handicap. Colin's a heck of a player. I'm not sure where his handicap – his handicap may not reflect that, and he plays a half set with a persimmon driver. So just because he's, he's a heck of a player doesn't mean his scores reflect that. Um, looking a little deeper in the roster, Brian Cherry hasn't participated in an event yet. No. But he's on the roster. He can get qualified. What's he checking in at? I'm not sure. I would have to look that up, but he's – He's gonna be able to go play and play well anywhere he goes. In instant net menace, yeah. He on his birthday this year, he he did a little golf tour and had a hole in one at Pinehurst and then had a hole in one at Sweetens in the span of two weeks. Yeah, heck of a player, heck of a guy. So yeah, I think we have we have a strong group of um, some menaces out there for sure, and I look forward to um, seeing who all makes it to the next stage who all represents the roost. And I was chatting with some of the, um, the captains from the North Carolina roost. And I'm just, I'm itching to get this regional going. And I, I want, I want blood, you know, I want us to be the ones to go to Kansas city for the national championship. I want it to be the high cotton club. Yeah, just kind of paying attention to the guys that are in the mix right now. I, there is, Every bit of me believes that that is a very real possibility with the field that we have. It just, you know, golf is obviously any given day. So we'll see on that day how our boys perform. But I can speak as captain. I'm going to give them every tool in the toolbox that they need to perform that day. You know, we're going we're gonna to make sure that we're dialed in. Hopefully I'm out there, you know, hopefully I'll put myself in position to go represent and, and be one of the competitors. So, Ending the episode, as we always do, with some life advice. Tanner, why don't you lead us off like always? You always do such a great job. Cool. Uh, so this week, I'm going to actually ask you guys a question, and it is, what comes first, the discipline or the habit? Okay, so you want to answer that candidly. What do you think comes first, the discipline or the habit? I think I think it's a great question. I think it's... it's uh, Something that, you know, I'm kind of trying to process through right now. And 
I'm not sure if, do you have to have the discipline to create the habit? That's correct. Right? Yeah, that's the answer. Uh, you have to have the discipline to create the habit. So Boom! Yeah, he got it. So um, this is kind of backs up the May challenge that I, I haven't hidden that I am participating in currently. Um, I'm also doing some... Uh, you know, journaling as I'm kind of going throughout this challenge, just my thoughts on uh, the physical aspect and just things that I'm kind of learning. But creating that discipline, obviously, I've had the the discipline of getting up and going to the gym and doing those things. Uh, because of that discipline, it's it's now a habit and it's turned into many many years of. Uh, habitually doing that. But for this May challenge specifically, I was challenged to run two and a half miles every day. Uh, and 12 days into that challenge, it is not easy. It's not easy. Uh, and so one thing that I was just kind of thinking about on my run the other day was this is, this is the purpose of the challenge because you're creating the discipline that creates the habit. Uh, and it's all a mentality thing. Like I was talking about with my run and Seth on the phone, um, you know, Seth just told me, you know, it's okay to, to stop and walk for a few minutes. And I said, no, it's not. And I said, it's not because that's not what I'm out here to do. I'm, I'm out here to overcome the mental, get past that, that, um, you know, that, that point of, of exhaustion. I'm trying to get past that point of where my body thinks that I'm done and I'm trying to mentally work through that. And I think that translates over into, many areas of your life, um, whether you have different disciplines of going out and working on your short game, it's going to become a habit for you to work on your short game, but you're also going to see the fruit of you working on your short game. Same thing goes for, uh, you know, being more knowledgeable in your profession. The more uh, diligent you are to create a discipline to read and listen to podcasts and do those things, the more that becomes a habit. And, and, and going back to what I said last week, bears the good fruit of those of those things so for me this week i'm going to ask you a question to ask yourself what comes first the discipline or the habit if there's anything in your life that you're trying to overcome or accomplish try to give yourself an easy obtainable 30 days worth of a challenge that you can physically work through to take that discipline and turn it into a habit that's fantastic uh another 10 out of 10 preach brother goodness gracious that's fantastic all right, I'm going to try to – I listened back to the last week's episode, and I felt like I kind of rambled through my life advice. So I'm going to try to keep it short, keep it simple. Um, you can tell the size of the man by the size of the things that disturb the man. You can tell the size of the man by the size of the things that disturb him. So whether it's – we kind of talked about it before, whether it's you know something small out to eat, something small in the drive through in traffic, Whatever it is, do you want to be the type of man that it bothers you and you let it get to you and it ruins your day? Or do you want to be the type of man where you let it brush off your shoulders, roll off your back, and uh, you're on to the next one? Which type of person do you want to be? I guess where I'm asking everybody a question just like you asked everybody a question. So we love to see it. I think that's a great way uh, to do this week's life advice. That's the old rhetorical question there. But uh, yeah, such a great one. Another one just that challenges you to take a look uh, and see what you, uh, you know, what you got going on and, and what truly affects you. So, uh, man, we talked about this before the episode. I feel like this is a great episode this week. Uh, lots of information. Again, we are, we are right smack dab in the middle of all things going High Cotton Club. 
High Cotton Classic. Um, but we've got a long way to go too, and this thing's only going to continue to get more interesting. Yeah, so hopefully by next week we have kind of a, a little bit closer look at the fall schedule um, as well as you know a, a further update with the High Cotton Classic. Um, we'll be closer to the, the extinction at Park Mammoth and looking forward to previewing that event. We should have tea times, pairings, groupings, all that good stuff to talk about and can't wait to do so next week. Thank you, Tanner. Appreciate you having me in your house. Appreciate you getting us dialed in as always. So for my man, Tanner Sandell, I'm Connor Hendrickson. You've just listened to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. We're keeping you dialed. Dialed.